This is the Danger Close Podcast. Beyond the Books with me, Jack Carr. Welcome to the Danger Close Podcast, an Ironclad original presented by Six Hour. So my guest today is Amy Robbins. Amy and I have known each other for, I think, about a decade now, maybe a little more, and she is the founder and CEO of Alexo Athletica. You can find her on Instagram at Amy Robbins, and you can find her at Alexa Athletica on Instagram as well, and at their website, alexoathletica.com. And we talk about her starting this business, identifying a gap in the marketplace, and she was one of the people that I looked to who was starting a business from scratch when I realized that uh, writing isn't just writing. You have to do all the other things associated with any business from, uh, from budgets to marketing to advertising to social media to the engagement, all of that. And of course, it's all based around a product. And in Amy's case, this is activewear right now for females, but there's a men's line coming soon. So uh, that allows you to conceal carry while you're running, while you're working out. So uh, had a great time talking to her. Always awesome to catch up. So enjoy the podcast. Yeah, the last time I saw you was after the last, uh, the second book came out, True Believer. So that was end of July, early August of 2019 before yes. the world changed and uh, mm-hmm. had a book signing out in Dallas and had a little dinner, rushed over there, did the book signing. And that was so cool of you guys to come. That was awesome. Sincerely well, appreciated. Well, it was awesome to see how many people you have at those book signings. I mean, I've gone to plenty of book signings for friends before and they definitely didn't have the draw that you did. So it's just really cool to see how receptive this book has been in this community. And, you know, so congratulations on all of your success. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It's been crazy. Like I haven't had my chance, had a chance to pick up and look around and take a breath at all. And I keep getting asked <laughs> about, Hey, are you so excited that Chris Pratt's filming this series out in LA? And I'm like, yes. And next thing, and like I just jump right into the next thing, but I haven't had a chance yeah. to like process any of it because I always thought, okay, that's how it goes. You write, you write a book, it becomes a New York Times bestseller, then an A-list star and Oscar winning director, you make a film and you just keep going and you're just running and sprinting and doing and, you know, like you do, like you, I mean, you were my example as I left the military well, and I realized like, okay, I wrote this book and uh, it's getting published here in a couple months. And I'm starting to figure out that writing is not just going up to the mountains, living in a cabin, writing a book, sending <laughs> it to New York, having them publish it. And then you start your next one. Uh, there's a whole host of other things you have to do, like you would with any other business like yours. And you have to do that budget. You have to do the advertising. You have to do the marketing. You have to do the social media. You have to do the engagement. You have to build a brand. You have to do the, all that stuff that you'd have to yeah. do for a coffee shop, a clothing brand, anything. And so I looked at you and I was like, okay, how has Amy done this? How, what is she, what is she doing? Is she, uh, uh, how did she build this this business? Uh, how did she identify like a gap out there and decide then to made the decision to go all in and and fill that gap and meet a need and then build it? So, um, well, so, thank yeah. you. I didn't yeah. know that. I didn't yes, know you that. did. I didn't know. That I inspired, <laughs> no, I did not know that I inspired you because I have to tell you, like, I, your social media game is so strong and. Okay, you you said like this is kind of what you have to do to get a book out there, but I feel like you have gone above and beyond because it's definitely not the normal path. Um, not everybody's book is turning into a New York Times bestseller and then uh, getting picked up by an A list A list celebrity, <laughs> you know. So no, you you have done an amazing job, and I think it goes to show 
how important it is, especially like for our line of work with the community that we have around us, the 2A community, the military community, they're looking for brands and companies to support people that support them, that understand, you know, their belief system and are there for them. And so I think when you understand how to really tap into that grassroots movement, you have something very special um, that happens. And I think both of us have been on the receiving end of, of that special thing that happened, um, you know, with, with both of our brands. So it's pretty awesome to watch. Oh, thank you so much. And it, it's, uh, and you can't fake it. That's the other part. So like I knew you ahead of time and I could look at what you were doing to build your business and your brand and engage and do the social media stuff. And I knew it was, was you and it's authentic and it's real. So if you don't know the person, don't have a connection and you're just looking at a company, you can take some things like from Apple, I could see, Oh, Hey, what is, what was the difference between getting my iPhone in that nice box, that experience and getting my Blackberry years ago? Like there was a different experience there. Why is that? Or how does Red Bull launch a new drink. Okay. Mm -hmm. I see that, but I don't know anybody there. Uh, but I know you, and then I saw what you could do so I could see, Oh, so there's that, you know, people overuse that authenticity thing, but it's, there's not a better word for it. Um, you have a the better word doesn't exist to describe what it is. And it's just being you and people could totally do connect with that. Uh, cause yeah. you cannot fake it and you, maybe you can for a little bit, but it would be exhausting to try to like well, there's, fake it. There's power. <laughs> There's power in branding too that I think a lot of companies miss, especially like startup companies. And that was something, but just having a marketing and advertising background, I, I knew from the very beginning, like you have to right out of the gate, have a very clear path and established path of where you want your brand to go. And that's what I found so interesting about what you did with the terminalist, because I don't think I've really seen another book series really brand themselves. And, and if they have, like, maybe I'm just not familiar with it, but that's what I thought was so cool. But yeah, I mean, look, a lot of, a lot of people miss that really important piece because they don't realize how important that is. No, exactly. I, uh, so I looked at across industry, not just at publishing, um, cause I saw publishing was very traditional. Um, it was very much, uh, New York publishing houses and they're very good at, uh, booking interviews with let's say AM radio with local talk thing with national TV, like those sorts of things, um, yeah. and doing book, traditional book tours. Uh, they're not so good at, uh, tapping into building a grassroots type campaign based, based yep. on, you know, authenticity and engagement and excitement and that sort of thing. So doing podcasts and engaging on social media platforms that didn't exist for authors 20, 30, 40 years ago. Uh, yep. They couldn't do that sort of thing. Well, now you can. So really I looked at, so I looked at you right out of the gate because I knew knew you and uh, and could see what you were doing. I uh, knew the Black Rifle Coffee guys, could see what they were doing, uh, that sort of thing. And then some of those bigger companies that I didn't know that I picked little things from and then just decided, hey, what, what can I incorporate? Uh, what should I discard? Um, and then just, you know, make it me and then uh, uh, just be myself and share the journey. Really, yeah. you couldn't share the journey as an author 30 years ago. Because sure. your book would come out, they'd book you on a couple of shows, maybe you do maybe maybe an article in a magazine, and that was it. Yeah, there was no yeah. there's no no other way <laughs> to do it. You're, you're but, waiting on another like person mm -hmm. to kind of determine the success of your career, yeah. and you know I, we're probably a lot alike. And it's like I don't want to sit around and wait for somebody else to map it out for me. If I can have my hands in it and I can be involved in this, then I really want to build it from the ground up and be involved in every single piece of building this company. And I think people love now, like, especially with social media, if you can show them the behind the scenes or you can really let them like tap into a piece of, of who you are, then they 
build this connection to it. And it's been, it's so much fun. I mean, it, it really is. is. It mm-hmm. is. People complain about social media and all that. And, you know, there are definitely some, some downsides, of course, but if you just focus on the positive side of it and use it to, uh, uh in, in a, in a positive way that adds value to people's lives rather than getting on yeah. and there's plenty of negativity, easy to get on and be, <laughs> be negative or say something that's, uh, you know, is incendiary and then walk away, you know, that sort of thing. And that's just, that's just, okay. That's just how it's going to be, but you don't have to join in on that, especially if you're building right. something that is, uh, like I try to add value. So before I do any post, uh, whether it's one sentence or a paragraph or it's a blog or, or the, or the book, uh, people are trusting me with their time. Like they're trusting mm-hmm. me with their time when they spend time in the pages of this book or listening to the audiobook, or they're scrolling through Instagram and like they've trusted me with that most valuable of commodities. So sure. I feel this responsibility to add value with that. So I try to be as thoughtful as I can. Um, but a lot Ab- of it, yeah. Absolutely. Well, I mean, we do the same thing too, because especially with, so in our line of work, when we're really pushing, you know, we make can still carry athletic wear uh, for women about to launch our men's line this year. So keep an eye out for that. I know, I want to talk to you about that because I saw the little <laughs> teaser like on the website. I was like, wait a second, is that a guy? Like I haven't seen that before in this. Uh... Yeah, we, we've got some really exciting things uh, coming out, but it's, it's kind of the same way. Like we knew we didn't want to just make a product, a piece of clothing, send it to the customer and then leave them to go figure out what do they do with it? Um, what, what are they supposed to, what do they do next? You know, we don't want the most exciting thing in your life as um, a firearm owner or someone that's journeying into this whole world of self-defense and self-protection to just get their self-defense tool. And then that's the most exciting thing that happens. We wanted to go along with them on the journey. So we have to be really intentional about every, just like you, like every post that we put out there, is it, adding value? Is it giving them an idea of how to style it? Is it giving them an idea how to be a more safe, proficient, trained person when they're using their self-defense tools? So I think that you you definitely tap into something there when you're saying, look, we don't just want to like throw a post up. It really has to make sense and add value to whatever our customers are looking for. Yep. No, you're a great example of that as I was studying the landscape and figuring it out or trying to figure it out anyway. It's a constant (laughs) game of uh, adaptation and evolution. But uh, so when you decided... uh, to start Alexa Athletica. Um, so how many years ago was that first off? And then how long between when you like had the idea or you started thinking about it, how long from that idea, uh, to launch to that first product going out to that website, going out to that first post announcing that you're, that you're launching this new line of, uh, of women's <laughs> wear where they can carry concealed as they're running and working out and that sort of thing. Cause it was definitely, there wasn't anything like it before. At least I wasn't aware no. of, and you know, I there wouldn't be aware of it as a, you know, as as a guy. But with but being married and and you know, my wife, we weren't aware of any other company out there that was doing something like that. Yeah. that was so purpose built. Well, at that point, there wasn't. So I had never even thought about concealed carry until I started working with um, NRA TV and, and hosting a TV show with them. And everybody that was around me at that point did carry a firearm with him. And I I I was one of those people. I wasn't in the gun industry. I didn't have a military or law enforcement background by any means. Always been a strong supporter of the Second Amendment. And I think people have the right to choose however they want to defend themselves. So I was a big proponent for that. But it just, it wasn't really a part of my life. And so when I started hosting this TV show, I kind of went on this journey of seeing really like what it means to be a a safe, responsible gun owner. And then what it means to really take it to the next step and have some kind of tool on your body. So I saw all these people carrying guns and I was like, are you just like really paranoid? I mean, like, why do you think something's going to happen to you every single day? And that's why you carry a firearm. And 
Like I just didn't get it. And so that was in 2014 that my eyes kind of got open to the fact that people did carry guns on their body. And so in 2015, I started training for a marathon. And again, I didn't carry any self-defense tool with me at that point. Um, And it wasn't until I got followed and harassed when I was on my run that I hated the feeling of being defenseless and helpless. And I was like, wait, okay, maybe all these people have, there's something to them carrying a firearm and being prepared for these type of situations in life. And so I started uh, researching and I was like, man, I really need to carry something with me. I got my license to carry immediately. And I, I was like, wait, Lulu doesn't make pants for me to put my gun holster in. <laughs> shocking. <laughs> Nike doesn't have something. <laughs> no, that's again, um, shocking. <laughs> Uh-huh. Yeah, shocking, right? And then I, I I went to the only thing I knew was to look at like some of the stuff that was already being made like in, in the gun space. And it was, it really, they didn't have built-in ability to carry or it was like really tactical looking and it just didn't fit my lifestyle or my aesthetic. And so when I started looking at the numbers and how much concealed carry was on the rise, it was like 500% increase at that time when I was looking at it. And I knew women were wearing athletic clothes 80% of their day, even if they're not working out. I'm like, why has nobody fused these two worlds together? There's some, it it is a niche market, but it's a great way to enter into a saturated athletic space and be able to differentiate yourself, but also have this extreme purpose and mission behind what we're doing. And so in 2015, I started uh, sketching out drawings as, you know, amateur as I was, I was like, I think I need it to do this. And I need these holsters to be here. And I need it to have this type of retention. And I also need it to look and feel and function just like my high quality athletic wear that I'm currently wearing. And I need it to be things that I can just wear all day long. Uh, I can go on my run and then I can go and run around, you know, town and, and do whatever I need to do. And so that was in 2015 that we just started sketching out the idea. I presented it to my husband. I said, Hey, I got this crazy idea <laughs> to, to start this company. I think it's going to be really big. Um, and I showed him the numbers. He's the very, he's the analytical process guy. Um, you know, I'm more of the entrepreneurial minded uh, mm-hmm. part of this, of this couple. And, <laughs> you know, he was like, wow, these are some good numbers and there's some real potential here. I, I, I convinced him somehow to uh, jump on board with me and let's start this company. So uh, we we started looking for manufacturers in 2015. That is not an easy process by any means. Um, and when people tell me they want to get into the garment industry, I now understand why people try to tell me to run far away from, yeah. from it. Uh-huh. You know, because it's it's not it is not an easy industry at all. A lot of shady people. We came up against a lot of challenges at the very beginning that we thought we were going to have to close our doors, um, due to, due to some of the run-ins with some of our manufacturers, but we got that nailed down. And, um, I start, we, we, it took us about a year, almost two years of R and D to really perfect the, the fit and the function and get the quality of fabrics that we wanted. And we launched in October, 2017 is when our, our first products actually like hit the market. Yeah. And it was crazy because that month, and we had no idea that this was going to happen. It was perfect timing. The Me Too movement hit October 2017. So you start hearing like 
that these women are actually coming forward and saying, hey, look, these things happened to me. They were you know, assaulted or sexually assaulted or, or horrible things were happening to women that weren't getting the public attention that we knew we're, we knew this was going on, but it wasn't in, you know, national media. It wasn't in national news. People weren't talking about it. So we were able to say, look, we provide, Hey, Alexa yeah. provides a solution to this problem. Like we never want to have to hear another woman say me too. We want them to be able to say not me or never again by taking ownership and responsibility of their of their protection. And so because of that, it, it was really crazy. We were, we got a lot of free earned media that helped out with marketing expenses when you're a new company. And from there, it just kind of, it just kind of took off. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's so professional, like all your stuff, obviously my wife wears it, uh, of course. And I put it in the, the third novel in there. I put it in Savage Sun. One of the characters wears so it, you know, cool, so. by the way. <laughs> Of oh course. my gosh, when I, you sent me that copy and you even had it highlighted in a bookmark and I was like, what's this? Oh my gosh. So awesome. No, it's so, <laughs> so cool. cool. No, I love, I love doing things like that. And, uh, you know, especially for, for friends that are also doing a great, making great products and, and all that. Um, so, so those hit the market, you, you, uh, you, they're, I mean, they're awesome. My wife, Faith, wears them to work out and then also throughout the day like you said. I love it. Um, yeah. So, and then you've continued to, to evolve this product line and it, it's always looked super professional from the very beginning. Cause that's how you, you, you do it. And you had that background that came. So you were doing before then our TV show, you were doing hosting some other TV shows out there, doing some modeling, that sort of thing. Well, yeah, I was, so I was in like partially in the entertainment industry. I had, um, actually, so I had done, started a talent management company as well. I had worked, um, my first advertising actually was working with NRA TV. So that's kind of how I got into advertising and marketing. But yeah, I mean, I've, I've always, I call it a, a Jackie of all trades because I literally just was, I had a lot of my hands in a lot of things um, at that point. But yeah, I had managed a musician's career at one point. I had written a couple of reality TV shows. Um, like I love, I just love the entertainment industry. And so it was really cool. when I actually started getting to work for NRA TV because I'm like, man, this is literally fusing all my passions together at this yeah. point. I don't have to, I don't have to hide, you know, what I believe anymore. I don't have to keep it quiet that, um, I believe in our constitution. I love this country. You know, I love God. I love my family. I didn't have to, I, I finally felt like this was the right place for, for me to just be me and, um, get to do everything that I love. And so it was just a really cool journey in the doors that that opened up from there. I mean, I wouldn't be sitting here doing what I'm doing today had that opportunity not come up. Amazing. Amazing. So when you started this, was it uh, garage? Like when you hear a startup, like that's how I think of, of writing right now. I didn't think of it before I started it. I thought you just wrote, but uh, now it's like a garage startup. Like you're in there, like my, my, my wife and I were doing the merch side. We're stuffing like all the bags and we're putting, then we're dealing with the customer service and someone's saying, yeah. well, oh, I forgot to put the apartment number, but we've already sent it off. So he's like, send another, like, <laughs> like doing all that stuff. It's been chaos, like total chaos. Yeah. Uh, so you were doing something similar. I mean, you were like CEO, CMO, COO, like you're doing all these different all jobs. It. Yeah. 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 So, well, my husband <laughs> Designing, you're designer. The yes. I mean, you do like it, it was my husband and I, he's the COO. He's the process guy. He like, like figured out shipping and uh, we turned our game room upstairs into <laughs> kids at that time. So we had our shipping area in there. And then when <laughs> we outgrew that, I think we had to add shelves literally in our garage. And I will never forget. <laughs> I got called from, yeah, it's like I got <laughs> called from a news agency that wanted to come and do a story and they were like, okay, so we want to come to your offices. We right. want to see how this goes. I was like, 
well, then you're going to have to come to my house because uh-huh. yeah. our kitchen table has now become <laughs> our conference table. So we great. have our blackboard behind us. Uh-huh. I mean, literal true startup yeah. doing everything from scratch. I mean, my husband would edit the photos. Uh, I, I would art direct like on set and, and do the photo shoots and all that. Yeah. And luckily with a background of modeling, like I, I was comfortable around set. Right. So I knew the shots that I wanted to get, but I mean, it was 24 hours a day, you know, uh, just nonstop working to build the company. And I can remember like the first day my husband was like, okay, are we ready to like hand over editing to somebody? And he still does it occasionally because he's very picky on like what he wants for the video editing and for the, the photos and everything. But I think that we were able to portray that we were a lot bigger than we were. Yeah. I didn't realize it was literally just us two yep. <laughs> running everything from oh, the yeah. very beginning. It's, it's, yeah. it's crazy because people on the outside looking in, they think, okay, you have, you have your warehouse, you have your shipping department, you have your customer service department, you have all this stuff. And it's no. you and your husband in there are doing things. And very similar here, people would reach out and say, um, hey, uh, we want to connect with your team on this. And I'm like, uh, Okay. Okay. <laughs> we're sure, connected now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're, already, it's, we're there. Uh, but yep. at this stage, so did you grow out of that at some point? Cause I feel like yes. I'm at this stage where, okay, fourth book is coming out. We've got a uh, podcast is now up and running. Ironclad is taking care of all that professional side of it. So I do this part of it and I don't have to figure out cause I couldn't figure out how to do all the, the technical aspects. Um, I have a fantastic friend who does my web stuff and, and the graphic design stuff and all that stuff. So now there's, there's a team being built here. Um, but it's, uh, uh, but it's, yeah, so in that building phase. So did you get to that phase? Do you now have people that are doing some of these other things and have you scaled Absolutely. it? Absolutely. We could not, we wouldn't have been able to keep up with uh, shipping for sure. Like shipping and finding the warehouse and getting a shipping team together was one of the first things we did along with like our web developer. And um, we had nailed down they weren't full-time photographers first, but we knew the photographers that we loved to work with that could get the shots. Uh, we knew they had the studio space and we could knock that kind of stuff out very, very quickly at the last minute when we had new products coming in. Um, we're, we're in the part where we're transitioning right now to a fantastic marketing team that's really able to help take us to the next level mm-hmm. because ultimately we all have to be freed up to do what we're the best at and what our strengths are. And, you know, I know that like at some point I had to pass off customer service. I was not, I used to hand write thank you notes to every customer That's awesome. that bought our stuff. And I loved it because I right. felt such this awesome connection with them. I knew the name of every single one of our customers. I would, I knew I'd go find them on Instagram and I'd like DM them personally, Aww. like from my personal account and say, thank you yeah. so much for buying these pants, you know? That's awesome. And then they would, then they would come to me if there were customer service issues. And I'm like, okay, at some point <laughs> I got to, <laughs> uh-huh. I got to hand this off. I, I, you know, if there's a, a defect in the product, I can't be handling every single one of these like issues, you yeah. know? So yeah, I mean, we're definitely growing and assembling a fantastic team. I'm still obviously very hands-on with every decision right now that, uh, is made with the company, but kind of like you, like, I mean, you've, you've got to do the podcast. You've got to go on the shows. You've got to, you've got to put the time in. And that's really 
where my strengths are as a mm-hmm. CEO and connecting people and, and looking for the next partnerships and, and things that people that we're going to work with and, and just to help continue to grow and make this what we know this can be beyond just an apparel company. Right. Um, there's a lot of initiatives that we are doing in the future that I can't wait to tell you about um, that I really think is going to help position us to be one of the best and number one resources for all the new firearm owners that are getting into the space that are looking for people like us and brands like us that they connect with, you know, they're just everyday average people that wanted to go out and buy a firearm for home defense, or maybe take that next step to get their concealed carry license. And they're going around going, now what, what am I supposed to carry this? What am I supposed to do? What holsters do I buy? What belts do I like? Right. Such a huge overwhelming world to these newbies that we have really found a sweet spot to be able to like reach those people and, um, and talk to them and hopefully be like a great resource for them. Oh no, that's been, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, cause there is, cause once you get the pants and you're like, okay, now what? Like faith, my wife is like, okay, I have this now. And I'll, and for her, like, you know, they're, they're not really com- cause you're, you're, you're very unique in the space and having been grown up in this space, essentially just because of my love of gear and wanting the next best product, cause it can go mm-hmm. farther and faster and more, be more effective and efficient even before the military and obviously during the military and now, now afterward. But she was like, uh, you know, I don't want some anyone else besides Amy designing my like women's stuff. Like I don't want some guy designing like this stuff from these other, other companies. Like they, they just don't know. So, but she's like, yeah. I trust Amy to do it because look at, look at Amy. I mean, look at her, look at, she's awesome. And then look at her pictures and look at, look at their gear. It's like, it's designed by women for women type thing. Uh, and you Love can't it, really right? get around that, you know, even if it's just psychological, even if somebody else had something that was good just for my wife, it's like, she doesn't want some guy designing her stuff, you know, she looks right. like you designing it, you know? Right. So it's, well, it's really once cool. Once you find a brand and guys are probably like this too, but like, once you find a brand that fits you and you don't veer from it because obviously every company has their own size grading, every company, whatever fabrics they're using mm-hmm. are going to fit very differently. So when people find brands that fit for their body type and look, I get it. We don't work on every single body type, but we do have a really good grasp on the demographic that is purchasing our stuff now. They come back time and time again because they love the way that our stuff fits them. Yep. If it's their body type. And so, you know, we we do see some areas of improvement that we can expand some of those offerings. We are working on that to be a little bit more size inclusive, but we want to make sure that the fit is perfect for their body types. And so, and fit is probably one of the most difficult things to get right. And people don't understand you pay a premium price to have a good fitting product because when it fits right, it's going to function a lot better. And so we took a lot of time. There's a lot of products that we haven't brought to market because they're just not right Mm -hmm. yet. Interesting. Did, uh, have you been, uh, I guess attacked because of being in this, this, uh, this space where you're, you're designing, clothing to function with firearms? Like have, have, uh, have you been attacked um, for specifically for that from people that you would think, uh, would, would celebrate women defending themselves, taking, defending that gift of the most valuable gift of life. But for some reason they just have this, uh, this preconceived notion about, uh, firearms or they think that you just call 911. Why don't you just have your phone on you? Um, like what are those attacks like, cause I know you've, you've, you've experienced them. Everybody oh, yeah. in this space has. Um, but, uh, so what are those at- attacks like, uh, and how do you deal, deal with them? Do you just let them, let them, uh, just brush, brush them off and continue to go forward or, uh, yeah. like how do you, <laughs> yeah. Well, how do you, uh, how do you deal with that? 
Well, I mean, look, I've, I have tough skin. I've always had tough skin ever since I was a young kid. And when I get my mind set on something and I believe in something, it literally doesn't matter to me what the naysayers say. Um, and I think a lot when I really started learning um, about kind of what the, the counter ideas to firearm ownership were was, was working with the NRA. And I think that really helped me um, learn how to overcome that and look past it. But yes, I mean, obviously when we launched the, the most shocking to me was the backlash that we were getting from other women. Mm-hmm. So these ultra, you know, ultra feminist women who are out there marching in the me too March that didn't accept our product was kind of mind blowing to me. You know, they, on one hand want to say that this shouldn't happen to women, but they don't want to give women the choice to to defend themselves. Or they would tell it, you know, they would say a gun in the hand of a woman, a a woman is, you know, 80%, I don't know what statistic they make up statistics, 80% more likely to die if there's a firearm in the home. And I'm like, hold on a second. Uh, (laughs) like, first of all, are you telling me as a woman that I'm not smart enough or capable enough to learn how to proficiently use a firearm to defend myself? Because that's the message that I'm giving. When we're supposed to be empowering women to really take control of their life. I think that learning how to operate a firearm and be safe and confident and using it is really one of the most empowering things that you can do. That doesn't mean every woman is going to choose to carry a firearm on their body, but just knowing, like having the knowledge and the skills that if you did need to use it, if someone broke into your home and you needed to protect your family and let's say your husband's not there or you're not married and you live by yourself, like that is so empowering to be able to say, I don't have to call the cops. I'll take care of it myself. I don't want to wait seven minutes. I want to take care of the problem like right now. Yeah. Seven minutes is too late. Oftentimes. That's way, that's way too long. We're not going to tell the criminal, hey, wait right there for yeah, me hold for on. a few minutes yeah, and I'm call hold on until they get here. Oh, you know, yeah. so yeah, I dealt with that a lot. And honestly, I mean, my the way that I looked at it was just to continue to educate because I know a lot of this is coming from a place of lack of education and understanding and fear around firearms. And so whenever I would do a response with the media or I would respond on social media, I would just say, look, here's the statistics of how many women um, feel unsafe or have actually been assaulted or murdered when they're running. Women need a choice in, in choosing how they defend themselves. And Alexo, the, the company itself stands for, I mean, Alexo means to defend and to help. That doesn't just mean with a firearm. That means we support your right and we choose however you want to protect yourself. So, you know, if that's not a firearm yet, take your mace, take your taser, take whatever it is that is going to help you feel confident um, in, in going about your daily life. So, yeah, no, it, it doesn't bother me at all. It actually drives me to continue pushing and continue getting the word out there because eventually it's going to resonate. And a lot of these women that are against carrying firearms, my prayer for them is that they just never have a situation happen to them that they wish they had a self-defense tool on their body. So, you know, our message is be proactive and be proactive as much as you can, not reactive. And hopefully, you know, that will resonate with, with a lot of women. Yeah, for most of human history, we've had to take responsibility for our own protection. Uh, we had to take responsibility for putting food on the table for our families. For this only tiny, right. the slimmest little sliver of human history, have we been able to call 911, outsource that protection? Have we been able to go to the grocery store, outsource someone else getting our food for us? Um, yeah. so, so there's something very visceral and primal um, and very natural about wanting to protect the gift of life that mm-hmm. uh, is kind of... Um, you know, if you if if you're in tune, I think with with the outdoors, with uh, uh, you know, 
with, with nature, there's something that just brings you back to some of those more primal type instincts and responsibilities, um, rather than just hoping that some entity is going to protect you, uh, and that, uh, life is always fair and no one's out there to hurt you. Or if they are, you just, you just call 911, um, that sort of thing. So it's, it's just for the smallest part of, of, world history really, uh, have we been able to outsource some of these things, but seven minutes is a long time. Two minutes is a long long time. time. One minute is way too long. Is a long, (laughs) is a long time. And specifically for women, like I always thought about that for, you know, my wife going out for a run. I mean, you can like, sometimes if, if you're out somewhere and you have a backpack and you have a jacket on and you have a purse or you have whatever things like you don't know if they have in the glove box, if there's a pistol or if there's one, you know, an appendix carry, or if there's one in the purse or like, but if you're running in some of these clothes that uh, that women wear, like you can tell, there's no firearm there. We right. there is not. So uh, so which obviously makes if you're a predator and you're looking at targets and you're like mm-hmm. looking at who to okay, well this person obviously does not have a firearm. Well, that's safer for me as a criminal. Here I go. Uh, it, Right. It's crazy. So, um, so I always thought about that with my wife going out running and then here up in the mountains, we have mountain lions out here as well, like that sort of thing. So it's, it's, uh, and you're mostly running alone. Uh, so yep. it's, I mean, it's, it's just, for me, it, it makes so much sense to have a purpose built product where you go right. here. Now I have a choice. Now it's not like, Oh, I'm yep. going for a run. I don't even have a choice. Even if I carry usually in my purse or in the car or there's one next to the bed, whatever. Well, now I'm going for a run or I'm going to the gym and I'm working out and here's my, my clothes. There's just no place to, to put this. So I'm not, yeah. I'm not, I've, I've chosen now not to, cause there's not really an option, but well, it used with to you, be there so, is. it used to be so difficult. I remember when I first started carrying, I actually started with off body carry until I took a SIM training and I saw how quickly like a perpetrator can close the gap, uh-huh. like just 30 feet away. And I practiced drawing from my purse and he got to me every time. Yeah. And that changed my mindset on, Ooh, okay. I actually need to have a little bit more convenient place, but it was the idea of finding, okay, most of my Kydex holsters are custom fit to my, to the model that I'm going to be carrying. So now I got to go find my holster, find which gun, find which outfit. Oh shoot. Now I got to find a belt. I hate wearing belts. I don't even wear jeans. Like I just want to wear leggings all day long. And I'm like, (laughs) if we can just take out the thought process and just make it really easy and convenient for women, they're going to carry something much more frequently than if they have to put a lot of thought into it, unless you are really, really deep into this lifestyle. Mm -hmm which that is a part of this journey. And there are women that are out there that are, you know, they, they can't wait to go find their next holster and, and they are really, really into it. But for the newbies, that's really our sweet spot. It's the people that are kind of like the casual concealers, the, the, the ones that just need to start getting in the mindset of thinking I need to keep something on my body. We give them that ability. You know, my, my goal from the very beginning was just to make a product that got women's minds thinking. And even if they didn't carry something, this product is still for them. They can just carry their phone. They can carry their lip gloss. They can carry all their other essentials, but they will always be thinking, wait, there is a place I could carry a gun. Why do I need to carry a gun? Maybe I should look into this a little bit more. Maybe I should look into carrying a pepper blaster on my body or a taser on my body a little bit more. And so it was really to just be a thought provoking product that got women thinking about this because a lot of women don't, it doesn't even cross their mind until a bad situation happens. And sometimes then it can be too late. Yeah, no, exactly. And even, even for me, like when I'm 
leaving the house. I'm like, okay, uh, kids are screaming at each other. The dog is barking. We're late, like facing the car. I'm like, hold on, where's, where's that holster for this thing? I'm like, ah, there's like thousands of holsters everywhere. There's firearms everywhere. That's like, it's crazy. Um, so having a place that like, you know, like, okay, boom, make it, making life just a tiny bit simpler uh, because like, because yes. then you add kids to that mix. Like even before kids, like you're, there's no place. Okay. I'm not going to carry when I run. Okay. Well now you add kids to the mix. You add multiple kids to the mix. You had the dog <laughs> to the mix. You had like get, getting everybody everywhere to the mix. You had all this insanity that, that just is part of life. Um, so just knowing that, oh, there's, there's that reminder. Here we go. I have a place. I have a choice right now. I right. can either g- grab this pistol, make sure it's on me as I leave uh, to protect myself and my children and you know, that sort of thing. Uh, but there, there's a spot for it where before there wasn't, there wasn't, there really wasn't. A spot. you had to mm-hmm. figure out, you like grab a, grab some fanny pack or something like that women aren't going to yeah. grab or a backpack or, you know, what it's just, so, so I think that's so important, uh, that service that you're providing for women so that they can make that choice. Cause before, yep. yeah, there's no, I don't really have a choice here. I got to rig something up myself. I just not, not working. You've given them a choice to do that. So that is a, I mean, it's an incredible service. Um, and just the confidence that it, uh, that it allows women in particular, but now you have a men's line yes. coming. So, so I saw that little <laughs> teaser picture, by the way. So, uh, I would have checked those out as soon as, uh, as soon as they're out, but, uh, but now they have a choice and so now they can take that breath and be like, okay, this is, this responsibility is mine to protect my life and my kids or yeah. whatever else. Um, and, and so now, okay, here we go. I can, I can carry. And, and since we're talking about this part of it also, not just getting these, this clothing, not just getting that firearm, but really that training piece of it is so important, Uh, especially with all these new firearm owners. I think there was 2 million, um, background checks through 8 million. Well, no, in in January alone, I think there was January alone was 2 million, but yeah, Yeah. 8 million throughout the year, I think. That's so that's that, that, and a lot of those are probably new gun owners. Some of them aren't because I account yeah. for about half of that, I think. So we should just cut <laughs> half that number right now. But uh, we're getting them while we can <laughs> still right now. Yeah, that's it. So, so some of those are new, new gun owners, and some of those people haven't trained there. They've been gun owners for years, but they still haven't, haven't trained. They just, for whatever reason. Yeah. Um, so the most important part of any of this, if you have that, that budget is yeah, firearm holster, the, you know, the, these leggings, you know, all the, just getting that stuff set up, but then learning how to use it and not just going to the ring once to kind of be like, okay, firearm safety. Okay. I kind of get it. No, you need to go and you need to apply these, this training to multiple different courses that take you along this journey so that you know your capabilities and most importantly, your limitations with that firearm. Yep. I see a lot of people that go to the range or go to these classes that, that I've been taking for as long as I can remember where they have a full size mm-hmm. pistol for the class and then they leave with a subcompact. So, right. so doing, so training with that subcompact, or at least if you spend a lot of time on your full size pistol, doing two courses yeah. of fire, I find very, um, beneficial that are exactly the same, but ones with that full size, maybe you keep next to your bed or in your car or whatever else. And the other one is that subcompact that you might carry when you're running or you're just going about your daily life. And then comparing those two courses of fire and being like, okay, yep. I can see now that, uh, my, my capabilities and limitations with each one of these, I just don't assume that because I did it with my full size pistol that I can also do it with this subcompact that I'm using when I'm doing yep. my active stuff. So it's important well, to train with these firearms. And I'm so glad you brought that up because what we've really identified, um, our, our company. So Alexa really notices too, like, yes, the, the firearm, the training, the self-defense component is super important piece of all of this, but so is the mental training. And so is have, being mentally ready, mentally strong, mentally tough, mentally aware 
of everything that's going on. So that training is to me just as important, if not more mm-hmm. important than the firearm training piece. Um, and then also the physical training because like just strength, uh, working out and keeping your body physically in shape, because really what good is your martial arts training or your firearm training? If you can't first maybe run away from the situation yeah. or you don't have the strength to get to whatever it is. So I'm so glad you brought that up because that is really where we're headed as a company, what we're going to be focusing on and and the resources that we're going to be giving people is to um, increase the strength of their mind, their body, and uh, their physical capabilities when it comes to being the most self-reliant, capable person that they can be. Because we've identified that there are millions of people that are on this journey. Mm -hmm. Some of them realize it. Some of them like are actively pursuing the ability to be a self-reliant person. Others make little decisions throughout their day and they don't even actually think that they're, oh, I'm doing this to be self-reliant. I keep a spare tire in my car to be self-reliant, you know, but, but they're there. And so if we can actually start adding these elements all together, mind, body, and, and the, the skills and the knowledge that they need to take care of themselves, then we can make this better all around person. And so that's some of the cool stuff I would love, um, for your audience, if you guys are interested in what we've got going on, we have a wonderful newsletter. If you go to our website, there's a drop down button that you can, it's the about button. And then it says sign up for news, the newsletter. And I would really encourage everyone to do that because when we launch this platform and the content that we've got coming out, if you've got maybe a a woman in your life that you want to get into this lifestyle, we want to help them realize like how to put all these components together. And so we'll be sending out newsletters as we get closer to the launch time for that, but definitely sign up for that newsletter and you'll be the first one to know about when we're launching everything. That is awesome. That's alexoathletica.com and hit that, hit the about button, sign up for the newsletter for sure. And you're right. The most important part of any of this is, is that mindset in for yeah. whatever reason, uh, just you know, starting this journey and you know, going to your first class. There's so many competent instructors out there, and you can check on them now. You couldn't do that 30 years ago. You just like look right. in the yellow pages, go to the local gun store, and ask. And maybe there's one guy close by that runs a class, but you don't know how to like <laughs> check. Now you can really check. You can really you can look at reviews. You can see like, oh, who's supporting this person on social media? Like, who's ta- who's he friends with here? Oh, I trust this person. So you can really yep. find someone that's a good fit um, for you before you even go to these classes where before you saw like a name on something like 1987, let's say you go to the gun store and there's somebody like a a three by five card with somebody's name and a number like written on it and like (laughs) self-defense class or something like that. Like, like, okay. Like you don't know. And what gun are they going (laughs) to hand you as a woman? They're going to be like, here's this little like pink gun, Uh, honey, like go shoot this gun. I mean, like it was so archaic. We have come a long way in the training department. Um, And this industry is really recognizing that they kind of had to in, in evolve and improve the training methods that really resonated with these new gun owners and especially with women, because yeah, I didn't even know that there were instructors or training. I'd never been to a gun range before. We always just went out on our land. I grew up in the country and my dad taught us how to shoot. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we would, he'd put eggs up in the, up in the trees. And <laughs> That's, we would, awesome. like, That's our target practice you know, nice. to, to blow the eggs up. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> but I mean, I, I wouldn't have even known where to go, but mm. of course that was before social media and right. that was before like the internet, but I would have never felt comfortable just 
going to a gun range and and shooting guns because I would have had no idea what I was what I was doing or yep. what I was even like looking to do right. when I got there. Yep. No, exactly. But now you can do you can research, you can check, you can connect with people. People are more apt to engage with you as they build, you know, their businesses and their yeah. brands like 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 we are. Um, so there's all that out there. But I think one of the most important byproducts of just taking that first step going to this class, hopefully you've checked on the instructor. It's a solid, solid person with a solid background that uh, is, is, is passionate about teaching. Um, but what you get just from doing that is that situational awareness in your everyday yes. life, that aperture opens uh, without even, without even talking about it, but just going to these classes and hearing conversations and being on the line and, and it just taking responsibility for your, your, the, your protection and that of your family. Uh, the biggest part of that is that situational awareness. And you realize that as you start down this path, just by going to these classes and taking that first one, then that second one, yep. uh, figuring out the, what, what works for you, what works for your lifestyle, what works for, for your family as you continue to go down this path. But the most important part of that is just realizing, ah, oh, I'm out of my phone. I'm looking around. Hey, you know what? That doesn't look right. I don't need to I've been programmed to not to be, uh, to be polite. Um, and I'm just going to keep going or I'm just going to stay in my phone or I'm probably going to be okay. Or just, mm-hmm. Oh no. After you get start down this path and you start to take a breath and, Oh, okay. Situational awareness. My aperture is open. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to turn around. I'm going to turn my car around with my kids in it. I'm going to, you know, it's okay. We can be late for, mm-hmm. for this next thing. Um, right. and it's okay. And it's not about being paranoid. Sometimes people are like, why are you so paranoid? It's not, it's not paranoia. It's just being prepared. Uh, that is all. Right. That all it is. It's not doing ninja rolls from shadow to shadow. It's uh. <laughs> it's just. It's just picking your head up out of your phone, looking around, and doing those things that have kept us alive as a species from the beginning of time. Yeah. Uh, is yeah. listening to that sixth sense uh, and uh, trusting our instincts. That's all it is. This special forces sniper told me years ago. He said, "If it just doesn't look right, it's probably not." Probably not. And that yeah. Is well, such and great I advice. Think too, like what people don't understand is those of us who do carry a firearm on our body pretty much every single day, you understand the weight and the responsibility of what that means. Mm -hmm. And if I can avoid a situation that will ever involve me having to pull my self-defense tool, then that's what I'm looking for. I am looking for every opportunity to get out of that situation or not even get into it in the first place. Um, And I think your mind at least for me and for all the people that I know that have their license to carry, like that's the mindset that they're in. It's a, it's a truly responsible mindset. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it just, it just takes you to a whole nother level when you start looking at situations like how can I avoid trouble? here. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. For trouble because I carry a gun. All about avoidance. Avoid trouble because I care. This is my last resort that I really hope I don't have to use, but at least I have it if I do have to use it. Oh yeah. No, exactly. Like people that I know that are, that are so into martial arts and combatives and jujitsu, like the last thing they want to do is get into a real fight out there. Uh, they're <laughs> like, sure. like they're testing themselves on the mat uh, every day. Uh, and so they're less apt to get into a fight out in the street because they don't need to like, maybe yeah. there's something like subliminal about that, not needing to test themselves there because they're testing themselves on the mat and they're tapping out. Sure. Uh, they're learning, uh, they're being humbled by guys that are, that uh, and you're going to get humbled on the mat in training, just like, uh, just like with your firearm, you're going to learn that those capabilities and limitations. And if you just buy a pistol, you're going to realize it. Well, you might think just because of how you've been programmed from TV and movies that it's very easy, even from up, up close to hit, to hit something. Right. And then when you go to the range and you actually start training, you're like, Oh, okay. There's a little more, little more to this. Um, well, yeah, and you add movement into that, not just static shooting in a lane at a gun range. Yep. You really start seeing very quickly Oh my gosh, 
I actually need to train and do this more yeah. because my, my perpetrator, the criminal is not just going to stand there and let me, you know, get in my stance, yeah. line up my sights. Um, yeah, but it's not going to come when you know it's coming. That's, that's the whole, no, yeah. not at all. And Ugh. so those are the, those are the, the things that you only get when you start training. Exactly. And that's why it's so important to do it because it starts opening your mind up to situations that could happen. that You've probably never thought about before. And then you actually start taking into account, Hey, what would I do? Yeah. What would I do if? Yeah, no, exactly, exactly. And all right, so where can people, people can find you at, uh, well, uh, alexaathletica.com, sign up for the newsletter. Yes, yes. And you are the I'm Amy Robbins are- on Instagram. And I then am, there's yes, Alexo Athletica. Account. Yes. Uh, yes. Those are all the places that we're pretty active. We do, of course, have a Facebook page as well. Um, and we are respond like we've got a team that will respond to your customer service questions on there if that's the platform that you use. But we're really active on Instagram. Um, and then of course, if you need to reach out to us, our email address is info at alexoathletica.com and someone on the team will be happy to help you with sizing questions, um, questions about how the product works. I definitely recommend people. We've got videos on our Instagram page to see how the product works first, like what we've done to give you options for trigger protection, because that is a very important piece of, of when you're carrying a firearm, but where do you put the firearm? What size firearms work in our clothing? Um, you know, we are an activewear brand and we do cater to the people that are not carrying full size firearms with them every day. Uh, so make sure you check the weight of your of the model that you're gonna be carrying. It's gotta be 23 ounces loaded weight or less for best retention. And so those are like some really specific things that I encourage anyone, anytime you buy new gear, just make sure that you are looking at the specifics and the requirements of what, what the factory recommends on that product before you go. Cause we wanna make sure that you are, are safe as our number one priority. Awesome. Awesome. Those are all the main places. And then a little hint coming. So I saw on the website, I saw that I'm like, is that a guy? I'm like, wait a second, what's going on here? So I saw that's, that was a little hint of what's to come. And I tried to see if there was something out already, but I didn't, I didn't find it. So, uh, nope, nope, we did it. We're just little hint. teasing <laughs> a little tease, just a little bit. And, awesome. um, yeah, that was our, you know, we, we've got some really great buddies that, um, have, have been testing the gear for us and giving us their feedback. And you guys are really hard to design clothes. For it. it's difficult in general. Men, it's been harder to get the men's line perfected than it has the female line because you've got such a wide range of, of men in this industry that are very specific on their gear. Mm-hmm. And you carry much larger, heavier guns than women do, even when you run. Most mm-hmm. of the guys want to carry a Glock 19 yeah. when, when they go running. And women don't want to do that. Right. So, you know, accounting for all of that and making sure that the products fit and, you know, give them everything that they want in the position. You guys are very specific on where you want to carry your firearm. Yeah. And so it's, you know, it's, there's not a, a universal place for women. It's easy. Like it's appendix or it's kidney. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. <laughs> you know, you've only got a few places on your small real estate to, <laughs> to conceal. And so it, it has been a challenge, but it's been a fun challenge. Awesome. And we're excited to get this product to market. Awesome. Well, I'm looking forward to trying it out and it might actually get me running again. I've been doing a lot more typing these days and I've been doing working out. <laughs> like for the first year, I was doing a pretty good job sticking, keeping with the workouts and everything else. But then when the second book hit and then third and then now fourth, it's like, 
Oh boy. So, uh, so maybe that'll get me, get me running again. Yeah. You know, I got to keep up with my wife out there, but, uh, well, that is awesome. thank you so much for doing this. I sincerely appreciate you taking the time. It's always awesome to catch up with you. That was so, so fun. I love hearing what you have going on. Uh, and I want to thank you also for one being a great example, one providing this, this service that is so needed. And then also, you know, you don't forget people that like that helped you out especially in the beginning when no one knows who you are and I remember you know you took that picture with that defender of course and uh, it was so awesome so uh with the book and everything so uh so I'll never never forget that and uh, I sincerely appreciate all your support and best wishes going forward I can't wait to see you in person hopefully uh next well, book thank tour thank you yes Jackal I appreciate it of course I've been a big fan since day one right. and I'm always here to help and do whatever but I'm, I'm just so happy for all of your success and I really appreciate you having me on the show this has been so much fun so much fun so to catch thank up you. absolutely and yes. take care and uh, we'll, uh, hope I'll see you soon Welcome to the gear spotlight section of the podcast. And this sometimes will be books, sometimes it'll be gear, sometimes it'll be a combination of both. So uh, today I want to talk about the importance of having physical copies of our founding documents. And you can find these, you can probably find them anywhere, but uh, bookshop.org, if you go there, uh, your purchase helps support local independent bookstores. They have helped raise over $12 million to date. So uh, bookshop.org, if you type in Jack Carr and hit search, uh, my shop will pop up and you can find these there. You can also find all my reading lists organized by month there and then current recommendations, books that I've talked about here on the podcast or on social media or in other interviews. So uh, it's important to have these founding documents here, even though you can pull most all of them up uh, with a internet search. But, uh, but it's important to have them because it, uh, it illustrates just how important they are, not just for us, but to our kids who visually see these in, in a part of the house that, uh, is where they're prominently displayed uh, right there on the bookshelf in the, the kitchen, the dining room, uh, wherever that may be. So it's important to have, look at this leather-bound book here, Declaration of Independence. It's different when you have it, you can feel it, you can pull it off the shelf, when the kids can pull it off the shelf for a school project, regardless of the grade, and uh, and go right to it rather than sit down at the computer, get distracted by something else, have a message pop up. But uh, to be able to sit down with this and not have it be electronic, uh, it's powerful. So Declaration of Independence, every household needs one of these. And of course, it needs a constitution as well. So for my retirement ceremony from the military, I gave my kids uh, four, four gifts, brought them up. One of those was a constitution just like this. Uh, the others were a Bible with their name on it, a compass, an old old compass uh, to help guide, guide the way. And then the other was a Winkler tomahawk. So they got those four things. The Winkler tomahawk, it was the means to defend these freedoms. So uh, symbolically passing those on to the next generation. So Constitution of the United States of America and Bill of Rights. So it's also in here, of course, but, uh, but having it separate on the shelf, uh, I think helps when you visually see that and the kids can pull this off and they can go through this. And once again, not electronic. So those are the three mandatory. Uh, and then here's the optional ones, but not optional in the car compound. Uh, Articles of Confederation, being able to pull this off the shelf, knowing that history uh, and being able to, to refer to it. Common Sense, Thomas Paine, Book of Virtues, Benjamin Franklin, 
the American flag, flag right here. So this tells you uh, those things. Hey, when can you fly the flag? When uh, when should you take that flag down? Does it need to be lit up at night? When if it's uh, if it gets a rip in it or a tear, how does that? What do you do then? So right here, the rules for the American flag, and then rules of civility and decent behavior, George Washington. So these are just some of our founding documents uh, enshrined in a way that uh, illustrates to both us and our kids just how important they are for freedom. So get these, get them today. Thank you for joining me on the Danger Close podcast, an ironclad original presented by Six Hour. And you can find Amy at Amy Robbins on Instagram, Alexo Athletica on Instagram, all the social channels, and Alexo Athletica. And if you like the podcast, be sure, subscribe, leave a review, hit that like button, and uh, we'll keep bringing you more of these each and every Wednesday. So until the next time, stay strong, keep fighting. In case you missed it, on a recent episode of Danger Close, an ironclad original, Jack Carr sat down with former presidential candidate Tulsi Gabbard. Set aside all the labels, mm. you know, oh, well, because I've been getting asked this a lot, like, well, are you left or are you right? Are you progressive or are you conservative? What box do you fit in? Which exactly, box do you check? Completely. Are you an enemy and, or right, right. An How, uh, Like, what filter should I use when I'm looking at you? And, like, I've always been an independent-minded person. Mm. Always. Be sure to check out the full interview wherever you get your podcasts.